Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You'll hear it here first. You are now rocking with the hottest business and spirituality podcast show, The Transform You Live Show. Hosted by Marcus Hart and Paul Greaves. This is the only place where you can get on your own personal transformation journey. Drawn from personal stories, books, and much, much more. For more information, visit TransformYouBroadcast.com. That's TransformTheLetterYouBroadcast.com. Only on the Transform You Media Network. Now here's your host. Hello, hello again, my wonderful people out there in podcast world, those who are in cyber world, those who are stumbling across this great and wonderful podcast and don't know how you got here, but you've made it here. We thank you. We are so grateful for you today on the Transform You Live show. This is the only show probably in the universe somewhere where you can combine the elements of faith, hope, and definitely optimism to make real life and business transformation. We definitely want to, you know, invite you in on a wonderful conversation today that we're going to be having with a very special guest. I'm so pumped up about it, and I'm sure you're going to be surely excited about the information that you're going to be getting here today. Our guest today is Rebecca Dawson. She's an international channeler, speaker, and author. She's based out of Australia. She's been in practice for more than 25 years. She's been facilitating over 2,000 private constellations. She has her focus in the last 10 years on research and understanding the shifts that are occurring in our earth and in all of our humanity. She has an ability to accurately observe the human energy field, which has led to an interest in mapping and documenting the different changes occurring in the human energy field itself and understanding how these changes impact human capacity punctuality, and experience of life. She's dedicated countless hours of observation, uh, channeling different documents, revealing different synchronicities and patterns and change that is seeping across humanity and the planet itself. She has a great devotion to this information, making it very accessible. And humanity itself will be able to have a great start on the conscious understanding on what is happening, why and what can be created from this emergent capacity. With her assistance of her team of masters, she has workshops, events around the world that allow for more understanding to occur and more information to emerge. These 25 years that's been long in coming uh, to which this information to humanity is renewed for great urgency, the masters, that is, uh, humanity is in the midst of making a massive consciousness shift that is becoming more evident daily, a shift that will have us all living and experiencing life from the place of totality, oneness, not duality, but separation that has marked 
our current reality. She has a new book that I want you guys to go check out right now. Do not delay. It's called The Agreement. So the agreement has been written to help us ease into that place of highly evaluated, uh, elevated conscious awareness and prepare us to undertake this shift. So I hope you guys are ready to get your Romax out. And so the great Miss Madam Dawson can uh, lead us on, on the way. So how's it going? Hi, thank you, Marcus. What an amazing introduction. <laughs> thank nice you. to be here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm grateful for you. Uh, and, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking, because we all own this transformation journey that's in, endless, and they, they want to know, uh, and most times I want to know too, whenever I talk to someone who's um, putting in great work like you're doing, what exactly have your transformation journey looked like to get you where you are now as you make this pit stop in the part of your life? Oh, wow. Big question. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty big. You know, but we, sometimes we can summarize it. <laughs> okay, I'll do my best. Well, I think for me, you know, um, when, when, you, when you're involved in this kind of focus in this kind of direction, as you are, I mean, there's technicalities with what we do. Uh, and how we do it but the essence of the field of awareness and consciousness really means that you can't separate out your own experience from what you're doing right. and so for me every time there's uh, new information uh, new understanding new awareness there's always something new for me it becomes something that I have to embody and live in my life as well I really feel that um, the day of the teacher in many ways has, has come to a close for us with humanity. And, and now we become the living demonstration of what we know and understand about consciousness. Mm -hmm. So for me, my life feels like a continuing demonstration of what we're beginning to understand. So a lot of people might think that the more aware and conscious you are, you know, the easier and smoother the ride gets. But actually, <laughs> we oh, know man. that's not I true. That <laughs> I know. So, you know, it's in, it does. It does. And it's embracing the unknown and embracing yeah. all the disruptions that happen with change mm. and and really walking the talk. So it's been a continual unfolding of of I have no idea what's going on and becoming comfortable with that. <laughs> Do you ever get comfortable though? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so funny because every time I think that I am, I get caught by surprise. Yeah, I've had a lot of physical stuff this yeah. year, for example, physical disruption. I don't normally get, and I've had that this year. Uh, you know, so it's have. it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> wow. This is great. Well, I, I I love that you shared that, and and I, I'm so grateful for that. It it really just helps us all to in, invite us on to this this conversation, and it, it really helps us want to really you know explore further now about when did you first know you were a channeler? So I first started uh, channeling not not by uh, intention, that's for mm -hmm. sure. When I was just out of high school, and I was uh, I was studying at university, and and one day I was um, I. I've always had people come to me. It was quite unusual. Even as a young child, I used to have um, friends of my family and adults come to me and ask me for advice about things, which 
for me as a child seemed quite strange, but I used to just go with it. Yeah. I didn't I didn't really understand at that time that I had the ability to to share wisdom. Um, it, it didn't occur to me. I thought maybe I was just a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> maybe cool. I'm, I help people to feel comfort. But yeah. I, I, I was in one of these situations uh, at, at around 17, 18, and mm. uh, someone had gone through quite a dramatic breakup. Mm. And as I was speaking with them, I felt uh, I felt very expanded and my head felt full of cotton wool. I liken it to the, the Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's how it felt at the time. Very puffy. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and as that was happening, my, my voice changed. And um, in essence, a, a different persona came through. Mm. And we sat there for about an hour looking at the, you know, karmic blueprint and why all of this was happening and very, very specific information for this person. And it seemed like about two minutes. I didn't realise it had been an hour till I, um, till I kind of came back into awareness with it. Right. And, and that was quite a disruptive experience because it's not really the direction I wanted to go in in my life. So I thought, well, that's something that just kind of happened and that's a one-off. But, of course, it changed uh, the functionality of my brain and my nervous system and um, really how I was in the world. It, it switched everything on very, very quickly. So the next 10 years really became an exercise in, in managing that hypersensitivity and that huge magnitude of awareness that had suddenly switched on. It didn't really go away, put it that way. <laughs> yeah. For some people it does. But for you, it, it stayed on and then you say, ah, there's something to this. Well, yeah. I mean, I'd always been able to see things. I'd been able to see, you know, energy fields and inside the body and, you know, uh, those of us who have departed into another, another uh, reality. I'd always been able to see that. But the whole channeling thing for me changed the functionality of how I operate as a human. Right. Um, and of course, when that happens, you have to figure out where the brain sits in relation to the heart, where the wisdom of the body sits in relation to memory. It kind of remaps everything about how you think, how you feel, what you know, and, and nothing really comes to you from an external place anymore. Everything comes to you from an internal place. And, and in that regard, you have to look at yourself and regard yourself differently because you can't check for evidence externally right. for something that's arising internally that's new. So there's a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, self-reflection, questioning, refining that goes on over those years, especially when you know, you're, you're late teens and into your 20s. You could tend to think you're a little bit bonkers, you know. <laughs> yeah. so it was quite a ride <laughs> i can imagine in fact i know <laughs> yeah there's, there's not many people that that are, that are able to say well you know i actually know <laughs> but right so but we, we, but we all actually do know but it's just that we're not able to bring that to the front and and and, and have this this recognition that that's actually what's happening. And so, what 
some people get stuck on and and maybe you can make this maybe clear and and this is really you know coming from a place of curiosity you know and i'm just curious to know um even from my own self you know you you mentioned some some things here in in, in your talk just a few minutes ago you a few more seconds it seems like minutes ago now my heart and wisdom coming from these different areas and and most times people say, well, you got to separate this. You got to separate that. You got to work on this. Now, do we just bring these all together or do, or do we do work on these things individually and, and, and try to figure out what, what is stronger, what is not strong and, and, and or, or what is driving us uh, to, you know, uh, go back to this primitive state of, okay, everything that's tangible, everything that's physical, uh, I should be distracted by and, and sway it away from you know what my, my true purpose is. Well, I love that question because um, actually the first chapter of the book, the agreement, is about the body, and the, how we've understood the body is quite different to the reality of what it's designed for. And, and this is some of the information I find really interesting. It's kind of a remapping of ourselves and how we think we're formed and what we think we're formed for. So, I mean, in a lot of spiritual practice, and certainly. What I began with in the beginning with my spiritual and metaphysical inquiry was that the idea is to actually transcend our physicality mm. and, and ascend beyond, you know, mass and, and that that's where our freedom sits and that's where a lot of information and wisdom sit. And what I've been learning, particularly over the last 10 years, is that the opposite of that is actually true. And it is our physical bodies that is the portal to cosmic wisdom and the cosmic mind. The intelligence of the physical body is so underestimated. And, and so the whole point of what we call ascension, we call descension because it's actually bringing more consciousness into physical form to transform the earth. It's a flooding of consciousness. And for that to happen, our bodies must have an incredible capacity for consciousness and for intelligence and wisdom if this is, is possible and if this is so. So it's really the order that we've got things in, you know, with the mind and then the body that thought precedes creation. Perhaps um, thought is retrospective after creation. So these are some of the, some of the topics we look at. Um, but physicality for sure I think has been really underestimated. I think it's been denied. And we can't separate anything out. We really can't. So I, I love your, your comment there about, about do we work on this, do we work on that? I think we just kind of remap it. So the ego, for example, is not something we need to really uh, move or necessarily even work on in our view. It's more understanding what its function is. And when you put it in the right order of what mm -hmm. its function is, it becomes incredibly useful, incredibly useful. Yeah, I can really see that. Uh, this, is, this is a really, you know, uh, great, you know, uh, insight that you've given us here. And I, I really appreciate it. I, I'm sure our audience appreciate it. I, I can see like, maybe along the way how you have had these different different shifts and um and how your understanding or your view of channeling you know has uh, has changed can you can you maybe like you know tell us 
tell us a little bit about that, how, how your view or your understanding has maybe changed over, over this particular time? Sure. Well, again, it's about, um, it's about, you know, unification and unity consciousness. So, so in, in the beginning for me, it was very much the experience. The experience for me was heavily embedded in how I viewed life. So the channeling for me was experienced as something external coming, coming into me, a different energy, a different persona, um, beings identified as masters, something very separate. And so there was always a sense of, am I good enough? How do I need to improve my vibration so I can continue to do this? Perhaps mm -hmm. there was a sense of fear because I wasn't sure if it was appropriate. Uh, can I trust it? All of those things that are embedded in duality. Yeah. And what I've learned and experienced over 25 years is that it's not a case of bringing something beyond you in. It's a Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY case of bringing something inherent to all of us out different aspects of consciousness that are available to all of us through the one field of source through our physical bodies and in this way this capacity for accessing wisdom is actually inherent to every human it's part of our design and once I understood that it was all accessible from within there's no fear there was no major physical adjustment that goes with channeling. There's no feeling drained or tired afterwards, and it's available in any moment. That's beautiful. Whew. Oh, man. <laughs> You're bringing some heat here. I tell you, if, if we were able to capture all of that and we took it, you know, somewhere out in the middle of the desert, you know, we probably would turn all of the sand black. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, the thing is, it's so simple. It's just yes. we, we, we make things complicated by separating things out. When things get separated, you've got a lot of moving parts and it gets very complex. Right. But right. we're very simple. We're very simple beings. I, I think people really want to attain this high level of uh, maturity, this high level of wisdom. And do you, do you feel like just you know, some of the work that you have put in has, has really advanced you uh, in, in these areas uh, because there's a lot of young, young, young listeners as well who, who feel like, okay, well, these people just totally don't get me. <laughs> uh, you know, do, do I, you know, what do I do? do? Do I just continue just to advance in wisdom? And, you know, because I, I want it so badly, you know, or, or, or do I, 
you know, because I, I can apply it in, in these areas of my life that, that is so crucial, you know, because like people feel like they're making mistakes. People, people feel like they're making yeah. mistakes. They, they, they really feel like, like, um, you know, it's uh, not really working for them, you know? Of, co- of course. And I think, you know, that's, that's an inherent, an inherent um, way of seeing if, if you have this concept of separation that's in your journey. So you start here and you're trying to get there. There you have separation straight away. Right. So, so for, for the, you know, the younger generations coming through now, there's, there's something really powerful in the knowing that you are enough mm-hmm. and that life's not about getting from A to B. It's about becoming more of yourself and an unfolding of more of yourself where you are and being willing to experiment with the different directions that bring you joy and being able to give yourself permission to be engaged in whatever it feels interesting to you. And every time you do, it's like a petal from a bloom on a flower just continuing to unfold. I mean, that's your gift to the planet, not getting somewhere, but becoming more of who you are. And we become more of who we are when we try more things and experiment and be curious and be less perhaps focused on trying to achieve something beyond us rather than becoming more of who we were born to be. So um, it's hard to mess that up. <laughs> really, <laughs> uh, you know, if people really don't, don't embrace that, um, this uh, really, this really goes with, you know, the theme, the important theme of sovereignty, you know, why sovereignty is important for humanity itself. And, um, and how does this inform our capacity? Well, I think, you know, sovereignty begins with knowing that your design is complete. And this is something we often don't understand in spiritual journeys. We think that we're not complete yet. And yet if we believe that we are of consciousness, there must be a sense of completion already in that design. So just like the bud of a flower, we go back to the flower again, it's already complete in its design. It just has to unfold in, in the light of the earth reality. And so for us, sovereignty is knowing that you have everything that you need, all the information, all the wisdom, all the design, everything you already arrive with. And now it's about allowing yourself to express all of that in every direction and knowing that there's nothing else that you really need in order for that to occur because it's already a part of your design. The flower is designed to bloom. And really, I mean, that's what sovereignty is, in my right. view. It's the knowing that you're already complete and really giving yourself permission to bring that out. Because as long as we think there's something to be attained, we're not really in a sense of sovereignty. We give our power away to whatever we think will save us or um, inform us better than we can inform ourselves. I love it. Now, just to switch gears just a little bit. You know, you talked about in your book talks a lot about, you know, what is happening on Earth right now. You know, what exactly is happening on Earth right now? (laughs) Well, uh, many many people are talking about this all around the planet right now. (laughs) People who know what they're talking about and people who don't don't think that they know what they're talking about. This is a collective movement. Everybody's feeling it. And some people are feeling this. It's a paradigm shift. 
Uh, some people are feeling fearful about it. Some people are feeling excited about it. Some people are feeling impatient about it. <laughs> some people are feeling rushed. Yeah. But uh, a paradigm shift in essence is very different to anything the earth has really experienced before because mm-hmm. we've had five cycles already of of humanity and the earth kind of turning and coming to a close and starting again. And that's always happened with the end of a physical blueprint. In other words, you know, a wave of humanity comes to an end and a new one begins. But th- this is the first time it's happened where we, c- we, we carry on with our physicality, but the dimensional fabric shifts. So I'll just say this as simply as I possibly can. Mm. We move into a new frequency, but our bodies come with us. So it's mm. not the end of humanity. It's the beginning of a new set of mechanics for reality. Now, when you get a new set of mechanics for reality, this is when people talk about going from 3D to 5D. That means that creation works differently in 5D. Movement works differently. Manifesting works differently. The the very blueprint for what's available for experience becomes different. So for the last 300,000 years or so, humanity's been in the same set of blueprints for experience, which means it's been very, very different, difficult to experience anything new. And we carry with us these karmic imprints of what's available to us, the same themes over and over again throughout time. And when you have a paradigm shift, suddenly you've got a new blueprint. So mm-hmm. it's, it's different experiences, different themes different availabilities for creation and the most amazing thing here is we're not going to have a physical death but we are going to have a death of belief systems and external structures they have to go and that's what we're witnessing this year in 2020 we're seeing a lot of structures really strain and buckle under the vibration shift they can't continue to sustain yeah they're not going to exist anymore you know so um wow that that really puts things in a huge perspective for so many. And the surf shifts, uh, I think it kind of coincides with what's happening with the coronavirus situation. What do you think the coronavirus situation is showing us? Well, first of all, it's showing us that it's very difficult when an earth shifts into a new era to rely mm-hmm. on the systems and structures that we used to rely on before and they're all external to us Mm. so we donate energy to them and then they inform us or somehow reciprocate and give us something in return right what we're discovering now and i think what many people are discovering is we don't know what to believe we can't believe that and we can't believe that and if you don't know what to believe don't believe any of it believe yourself And indeed, that's a return to sovereignty. That's a return to the cosmic consciousness within us that is our information system and our source of true wisdom. So we're we're in in a very disruptive way this year being encouraged to, to turn our attention from relying on sources of information and sense of safety beyond us, and we're bringing it back to ourselves. And especially when you're in isolation, we can't interconnect as much or become as reliant on external structures or what I like to call scaffolding (laughs) like we used to. I mean, if you think about a beautiful statue in a piazza and it's surrounded by scaffolding while it's being built, 
once it's complete, it makes sense to remove the scaffolding so you can see the creation. And that's us. And yet we've been living with this scaffolding for so many hundreds of thousands of years that we believe that we are the scaffolding or that the scaffolding is somehow more valuable and has more to offer than the creation, that the sculpture itself. And this is where we are. It's a breaking away of that scaffolding now. So it's frightening, but it's going to reveal the best of humanity. And that's really what we want. Yeah, we, we definitely truly need it, you know, this, despite the casualties uh, that, you know, so many people are remiss, remissed about. The, I, I really love this, and I, I really hate that, you know, we, we, we went down here. Now, if there's anything that you, man, I wish I could ask all the rest of these questions. <laughs> I got so many more questions. We got to bring you back. <laughs> Ask anything, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, so, so, but unfortunately, you know, so the, but the, I'm going to just, you know, ask you to just maybe just summarize anything that you, you may feel that the audience may be able to benefit from and in this little time that you have right now that, that wasn't said or, you know, should be said or, you know, maybe something that, that's kind of be, being sent to you now. Okay. I'm just going to listen. So one of the great misunderstandings right now with where we are and what's happening on the planet is that there's a lot of information and a lot of conjecture that humanity is the problem. And it's very, very difficult for us to believe ourselves and to go within to the source within us and to go within to what's right and natural for our planet if we believe that we're the problem. So it's a very important time to remember that we can trust ourselves. We can trust each other. We can trust humanity. And perhaps we can trust ourselves more than we can trust information that sits beyond us. To know that humanity is life and creation on this planet because we're amazing creators is to trust ourselves again to really rebuild this planet and i think that's important to have faith in ourselves to have faith in ourselves as divine beings not somehow imperfect creatures and i think that's the invitation right now and i think it's very very important to remind ourselves of that i love that you know, that, that really, really touches me. And um, I know a lot of people resonate that and they receive that. Uh, thank you so much for that. Now, uh, where can they find the book, The Agreement, and how they can, can they connect with you if they want to connect with you or your team? So it's very easy. I have a website, which is my name, RebeccaDawson.net. Uh, and I also have a YouTube channel. Uh, I put a lot of channelings on there. Uh, and on the website, there's a whole load of free resources and uh, transcripts and videos and so on. But the first chapter of the book, The Agreement, which is all about the body and what it's really designed for and what it can do, that's actually free as a download on the website. So you can jump on there and, and get that first chapter for free because it's I think it's very important information for people yeah. to be able to access. 
Indeed, the first chapter always kept you. <laughs> and once you get that first chapter, oh, I might as well just go and get the whole book. <laughs> yeah, well, that's pretty mind-blowing stuff, just yeah. that chapter. So I'd like people to be able to access that. Well, this yeah. has been an amazing conversation, Rebecca. Um, thank you all for listening. Make sure you do check out the book, The Agreement. Check out all that she has to offer. There are other ebooks and audiobooks available at rebeccadawson.net forward slash store. Um, the agreement once again. You can continue to further the message that you have heard here today. Anything that you particularly like that stood out by taking that share button right now. Share it with someone you know, someone you don't know. And while you're at it, how about you just hit that play button after it ends, however you are listening or however you are watching, as that also will help you to digest um, what was said. Hit it again, put it on repeat if there's a repeat button. That also helps as well. Don't forget to leave a comment or a review as these things do help. You can easily access the review option by going to transformingupodcast.com, our new podcast network hub transform the letter you podcast.com there you will find many other great episodes including this very special one there so i am your host as always mark sark this is the transform you live show many blessings peace and lots of love until next time my friends thank you everyone for listening to the transform you live show we do this every wednesday of course with some many interviews in between times so don't forget to share check us out at transform you broadcast.com just transform you broadcast.com or transform you.us a huge thank you to celebrity influencer gabriella Demartino for this unexpected vlog not sponsored of her experience using our dream love 1000 attraction perfume from england it's a perfume that make guys like attracted to you <gasps> This is like a little spell. You're like a witch. Can you give me coffee? Yes, I did. Why'd you give me coffee? Because I love you. You wanted. Watch Gabriella's full experience on fancy vlogs by Gab by clicking the Watch Now box below. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.